you want to know what's annoying me this morning? Of course you do. Women's rugby. Okay, now you probably know me well enough to know that two of the things I actually quite like in the world are rugby and women. So what could be wrong about lady rugby? Well, you see, it's possible that it would be like two of the other things I like in the world, Marmite and cheese. They actually work fine in a sandwich with both of them present. I'm pretty sure my useful indiscretions of ham, mayonnaise, cheese, Marmite sandwiches would have become legendary if anyone else had ever tried one. But I have passed cheese stalls in my time, ladies and gentlemen. This may not come as a shock. Maybe some of you have passed cheese stalls. Maybe in markets. Maybe not. Who knows? But at these stalls there is sometimes odd cheese. And that is often cheese with so much chilli you won't taste the cheese. Or Marmite cheese. Now, I like Marmite. I like cheese. I even coat with Marmite and cheese. But somehow Marmite cheese infects both. Probably, now I think about it really hard, chocolate vodka would have been a better example. In fact, if I'd started with that, it would have saved a lot of time. And you might by now still remember what this rant was about. Which is... Ah, women's rugby. Well done. Full marks to you all for keeping us on track. Women's rugby. I have enjoyed days of women's sevens rugby in the past, to the extent that I have a picture of myself with one of the most amazingly lovely England rugby players I've ever seen, taken by a friend who worked for World Rugby at the time. It is entirely inappropriate to have been quite so supportive of England rugby that weekend as I was, so let us move on. I decided to watch the Women's Six Nations this year, seeing as it was actually on TV at reasonable times, on terrestrial TV, and we shall skip over having a sudden crush on the referee, because I don't want you to think me shallow or anything. I watch for the rugby, remember? But I have a son, number one son in fact, and I have mentioned him before. He does not like rugby. I think he doesn't respect the game. I think he also doesn't respect women's rugby, although since I've met female rugby players and frankly I know for a fact that any one of them could snap me in half without breaking sweat, I think he's mistaken in this. They're amazing athletes, that's what I'm saying. But it didn't help my cause when every time he came in to see, the games were massively one-sided. I kept arguing that a lot of that was because the game is relatively new, there's not the strength and depth across countries, but he wasn't having any of it. 53 nil droppings do not help that argument. But, I said, when it gets to finals day, the two closely matched teams will face off, England and France. And indeed the game was tight. But, and this happened literally every time he walked in to watch, someone dropped the ball. I think both sides were nervous, you know, it's a final and all that, pressure. But it didn't help my case that this is a quality game worth watching. Although I have to say the first half, which was nil-nil until the 38th minute, was one of the most engrossing rugby battles I've seen in a long time. I mean, I'm not sure I've seen a better 38 minutes of no scoring. So, that's a thing. Please, women's rugby, try to play your best when my son walks in. That'd be grand. But that's not what's annoying me. No. Could it be a general dislike of England rugby? I, I have been, plausibly justifiably, accused of that before. I find the playing of the slave anthem Swing Low Sweet Chariot inappropriate for a largely white middle-class rugby-watching crowd. I 
sometimes resent the massive success of England compared to the other nations for long periods. But with the women's game, maybe surprisingly, I don't have that same issue. Granted, England have won 17 of the 26 tournaments to date, but you can only play what's in front of you and the RFU have made them professional, which helps quite a bit. The fix to that is to persuade the French rugby union to make their side professional, grow the status of game and then bring the other nations on board. So that's not it. What could it be? Hmm. Well, it is something number one son did point out, and I couldn't stop hearing once he had. Every single time England got the ball, or missed a ball, or went into the lead, or went behind, the commentary team referred to them as the Red Roses. They don't call the men's team the Roses. What's going on? They don't call the French team the Massive Cocks. Well, actually, I can see now why they wouldn't do that now I say that. But equally, the Scots aren't the Fluffy Thistles. Surely calling a team the Red Roses kind of demeans them. They're England. They're playing international rugby for a country, and that country is England. Please ignore the fact that England isn't a country or will be here all day. They play for England, call them England. Who else gets tired with that kind of thing? Well, actually New Zealand get called the Black Ferns, which I equally dislike. For one thing, ferns are green. Always, really they are. If they're yellow, they're dehydrated. If they're black, they're dead. But at least fern isn't, ooh, in it pretty. Please, commentators, just call the team England. Don't say we... Richie Benno taught us that in cricket. Just call each team by its name, its country name, and we'll all be happy. Keep calling them the Wed Woses, and, well, we'll be annoyed.